Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress, and I am joined today by two very special guests. We have with us Annette Marin, Michael Andrew Crellin. Whoa, this is like we could look you up on the internet now what? after the all of that. She asked me my name. Your parents are so proud. <laughs> Yay. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. This is episode 67. And on this episode, something crazy happened that has never, ever happened before. Jason fell off the wagon. He fell all the way over to the silent studio audience because he heard that we were doing sours and he had to get involved. And by get involved, I mean he's our beer supplier for the next hour. (laughs) So sours it is. And uh, this was a bit of a challenge because if you guys recall... There is one out of 67 episodes that I was not a part of, which is tough because it's called the Beer Mistress's Microbrew Review. But one and only one time, the professor took over, and he called it the professor's coup, and he led with a Petrus sour, Wow! knowing how I feel about sours. So as we were digging through sours today, the first logical choice was the Petrus Age Pale Ale because it's the epitome of sour. So instead, we're going to just sort of maneuver a little around that. And instead, what is this Petrus that we have in front of us? It is the Odd Bruin Ale Aged in Oak Casks. So we're going to give that a try instead. It is still Belgian. And it is a mere palatable 5.5% ABV. But, Michael, (laughs) it's a brown. Not uh, a nut brown, okay, but a brown. Doesn't Bruin mean bear? You know, in German, I always thought that because the Boston Bruins. That yeah, that's what I I'm wasn't thinking. sure what exactly they meant by Bruin. I remember I got a sweatshirt at an I outlet know. mall when I was a kid, and my mom's like, "That's nice that it was cheap and it's warm, but what the hell is a Bruin?" If you <laughs> if you take out the eye, I think that becomes the color brown. Okay, well. It actually looks to me exactly like, um, no, I just forgot. There's the, I just took a photo of it. This is going to be my undoing. This is when I knew that maybe Virginia wasn't as terrible as all the things that I had said about it. You said a lot. Right? Uh, left. <laughs> there's a left blonde and then there's a left brown. But... Check out this magnificent large format bottle of Lef Blonde at the grocery store in Ooh. Virginia. $3.99. Stop it. For 750 oh. milliliters. I kept thinking to myself, what can I do with that bottle? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's delicious. What can I do with it? And instead, I just took its photo. But it's right next to the Golden Truck, which was $12. So, I mean, obviously, world-class imported beer. Maybe they don't know what they have when they price it. I mean, it... That's my bet. I didn't buy any, but I wanted to buy them all. It's like going to the Mexican restaurant and getting Johnny Walker Blue for $7 a shot. <laughs> that was the craziest evening. Which Mexican Africa. restaurant? It was the it's one up um, Route one. Route 1 in Kenneth Square. There's a And listen, if you're listening to this, don't all of you spoil our secret, okay? <laughs> because they don't have it priced correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, Johnny Walker Blue can run anywhere between fifteen to twenty-two dollars a shot, and the fellow didn't know what they had it for, so we had it for seven dollars. So, did you ask for like, was it a surprise when it was seven, or did you only oh, order yes. it after you found oh. out it was oh, seven? Oh no, it was it was a surprise because he walked up to the bar, 
and saw the bottle. And the Mexican bartender said, you would like some of that? And he said, how much would that be? And the guy said, it's not in the computer. So the manager said, eh, seven. <laughs> okay. So I, so I rushed Four back shots, to, please. Yeah, I rushed back to, you said I'll have the rest of the friend, bottle. Yes. My good friends Brian and Cheryl were there. And I'm like, guys, you're not going to believe this. They got blue for seven bucks. So the beer mistress is going to show her inexperience in the world of all things whiskey. But what is the... What is the color echelons of Johnny Walker? Like, how? Which ones? Johnny are the, Walker Red is the lowest. lowest. Yes. Okay. Johnny Walker Black mm -hmm. is an up more upscale. Johnny it Walker. It sounds very mysterious to call it black. Johnny Walker Green is uh, at least twelve years, and then Johnny Walker Blue is the. Ta-da! There's another one between those now. They just came out with a Johnny Walker Yellow. It can I tell you what this sounds like? Do you what? remember watching the uh, Saturday Night Lives where they made fun of like the Bush system of <laughs> national <laughs> security national or whatever? Homeland like, Security Orange Day. Yeah, exactly. Like we woke up today and the pollen is high, therefore we are a purple, green, yellow. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Maybe just because those colors are very vibrant and if I saw the bottles it might like really ring true, but just hearing the names, nothing about yellow sounds particularly, you know, inspiring in terms of, yes, I want that. Mm. Um, when you see here Johnny Walker red, you think red flag, stay away from this. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good way to think of it. I'm reading the back of what we're drinking. Um, this was aged in oak barrels for 20 months. I was just... I asked Jason for the bottle, and, and this is a great bottle. Uh, I drank a lot of things in my day. This says, the key to heaven. <laughs> wow. And it only costs, what, like four or five bucks a bottle for the key to heaven? And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, everybody has their price. And, um, <laughs> like every good beer on the back, it has lots of surgical warnings about the government saying that alcohol is bad for you, and we very rarely actually listen to any of these things. Uh, but on the very top, it says matured in oak barrels during 20 months. It's like, I, I brewed for many, 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 many years, and I never have waited 20 months for a brew. And you can tell, all right, so it's imported from Belgium, and it says served between 8 and 12 degrees Celsius. We are kind of right on that. The very cold weather right now is helping us keep the beer cold, even while we transport it. But I did make a joke at lunch today, which I'm not sure you guys will appreciate. Uh, but they also turned the bottle over to read the government warning on the back. And I said, my two cents is that the government warning should say the Surgeon General wants you to know that women who drink this might end up pregnant, as opposed to <laughs> maybe pregnant women shouldn't drink this. But it should be a step one, two, three. Yes. Type of Where thing. are you in this process? Right. How is it going and to if affect you? Are, you? <laughs> if you are here, if you if you're leaning in towards that guy at the bar, you should probably not have this one. Right. So, I have heard that Annette, you have not had a sour before now. I never have. And how do you feel after two sips of said Petrus? It's Remember, the professor is listening. It is very hard to describe. That is one thing I will say. Um, I want to say that it's almost like a lambic, or a, like a like a. I don't even know how to say the word correctly, but like a creek. Crack. Crack. 
Is that how you That's say it? That's how I say it. Yeah, okay. That's because we all grew up in the country where it's a creek. Where it's a creek? Yeah. Is it a creek or a creek? We have one uh. right in front of the house. Um, it, it starts the way a lambic finishes for me. Like if, you have a, if you've ever had a framboise or a taste of how it finishes on your tongue and almost makes you pucker, that's how it starts. And it, it's very interesting. I think the I like the this. barrels certainly assist in the in the overall. If it weren't aged that long, I'm not sure how flavorful it would be. I, I, Is yeah. that very pessimistic of me? Uh, again, this this is the first sour that I've had in a very long time, and most sours to me were, were mostly a, a very bitter Let me experience. say, it's not nearly as sour as the next one we're going to have. We're just okay. warming up your taste buds okay. right now. No, but I honestly think that, that it, it, the oak has to have some effect on, on, on these, and um, what aged you know, oak it is or whatever, I'm not sure. But um, Do we know what fruit good. gets used in this Petrus? I don't know that there has to be fruit in it to be a sour. Mm. It was a top fermented dark ale. It just ferments on its own. Mm -hmm. Jason is pointing something out. What are you pointing out? Uh, well, the Allagash that we're going to finish up the day with, which is a very personal thing for me, <laughs> which we can get into in a hot second. But um, the Allagash we're going to have is the 2013 Interlude. And this is ale aged in red wine barrels with Britannomyces which I, again, don't know how to properly say that word and have been corrected on probably half a dozen occasions. Um, one thing that is, Jeez. when I think sour, uh, one time I was in Philly in a very steamy August filling, um, filming a movie and I had a random Tuesday off and got a little flyer that said Monk's Cafe is having a Belgian sour event You've got to get there, and you've got to get there between, you know, 3 and 7, which on a Tuesday is kind of obscure. Like, who has 3 o'clock on a Tuesday as a time to get down? But I did. So I took a friend, and we went down, and I remember it. You have to go, if any of you guys know Monk's Cafe, it's a very famous bar for being a great Belgian, like a great place to find Belgian beers. It is not famous for their service. And on, <laughs> all right, I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. And then on, you are, and that's on fine. top of all of this, um, there's like several bars within the bar. Mm -hmm. So when we showed up, I had to, of course, ask like 17 strangers, where do I get this beer that you promised me? I'm like carrying the flyer around with me. And they finally send me to, you know, this back corner of the bar that made me feel like this is sketchy. Like I'm around the corner. It's dark. It's steamy. Like what's going on? And you finally get there and there's a bright light and a bartender and all of this great imported Belgian sours. Uh, and it was at that moment that I realized that I don't like sours. So I ordered, I think, four different beers that I thankfully shared with a friend uh, to try to taste different varieties and I very quickly learned that I love Belgian beer but sours are not my thing. Hmm. So this is why I'm very excited for our next beer which is actually Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour Red Ale. Uh, it is put out by that same Monk's uh, 
place that we've been on a couple of pub crawls, I think, or did we only try it that once? And it three. Oh, oh, we've wow. we've had three different times that we've was been over at Monks. Three strikes and you're out, type of thing. Um, the first time that we went there was very good, and we took over the second floor, and there's pool tables. See, we all there's sprawled. many floors. I'm not crazy. And oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, the second one, they got very angry at us because it was the last pub crawl on our uh, pub on our crawl, and <laughs> they were like, "Buy something or leave." I'm like, ah, "We're full. We've been <laughs> drinking for eleven We've hours. We've been drinking for eleven hours. It's a Mooney March. This is hard." So. There should be a small prayer said for the first bar on a pub crawl and the last bar on a pub crawl because you're getting two completely different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but the bartender- the first one is all bad. No, but the look on the bartender's face when sure. 50 people walk into that their bar. At 11 a.m. At 11 o'clock in the morning. But really that doesn't happen because the leader of the crawl always goes out and gives warning to each of them. It doesn't they, matter. Well, you it try really to. They don't well, think whenever it's real. I had one you're out giving in Lancaster. communication a yeah. very high. You're going to note that we are coming over, and if you don't put an extra barkeep on there, it's your own fault when you get swamped. You know, that's that's basically what it is. But Mooney and I did that entire set multiple times. It's so much fun to. The only time yeah. I have been to monks on the pub crawl, the infamous pub crawl of which Michael speaks, is uh, the time that we could not get served. Mm. And so Dana just swiped an entire tray of beer and started serving it to <laughs> random people. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like she said, oh, you don't want to serve me? Great, I'll serve myself. And she just grabbed a tray that had like 10 or 12 pints on it and just walked it around to our people and we all started picking up a pint. Heaven knows what you're drinking. <laughs> we we Doesn't were matter. just drinking. Dana has done that kind of thing for, on multiple occasions. All of them crawls, and she's always had the the one more than she should have had in the she previous has, place. I felt her pain, though. It was like 20 minutes, and none of us had a drink, and we were all mm. trying to order. So she 20 was, minutes to Dana is an eternity. Right. It really 20 truly dry is. minutes to mm. Dana Correct. is like I'm an eternity. Thirsty. There's no I reason like for it. I believe that the term mm. is, ain't nobody got time, time for, for that. that. Nobody got time for that. It's, mm hmm. Well, uh, I'm going to vote that we move on. Okay. What, the don't you like, Flemish what don't you like about Sours? What did you think of this one? I thought it was quite nice, actually. It reminded me of a very mild beer that was still a complex flavor and sort of a, a flavor profile that is unusual. And I liked that it was dark. Um, yes. I felt, I mean... Now, it says aged... Oh. Is this an aged pale? No. This is no, the this odd, is okay. brown. The aged pale is the other one. For mm -hmm. a brown ale, again, I will say nice things about it because you know how I feel about it. It's not wow. a nut brown. It's not it's a nut just brown. A brown. Yeah. But I, this is a complex mm. thing because I'm sort of similar to you. When I taste the sours, I think this beer isn't right. This beer has been skunking a little bit. This is not quite right, you know, in terms so of what my palate expects. There is no skunk in this oh. one, in my opinion. Right. Now, when we're, when we're done. Well done. I think maybe we should sample the Petrus that the professor used on his episode, uh, just the aged pale ale, because as I remember it, it's more like a Sour Patch Kids sour. Oh. Which might sound completely out there, and I could be absolutely wrong, because it's been a while since I've had it. See, I but really it's really hard to drink a beer that the, the finish reminds you of a Sour Patch Kid. Oh, that I would enjoy. That be, oh. <laughs> I would completely enjoy that. But what and would I really you drink enjoyed that with. I enjoyed this one because it didn't stay with you. Popcorn. It finishes off the movie? tongue, and then it's it's good. 
I would love that movie by the end of an entire I, container I of celery. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. All right, so Monk's Cafe is indeed a bar in Philadelphia. I do not, I, it's not far from Rittenhouse. It's what, like three blocks from Rittenhouse? It's um, just off Locust. From Rittenhouse, you have to go north about four blocks. But I do not remember. Through residential. It is, it's sort of. It's tucked away. It's not really. It's unassuming, but it's also a little gaudy from the outside. Just yes. with the way they have the awning and the lights. And it's the half a block from Market. Yes. Okay, now this one has a very different head, this monk's. The, the Look last how one. Which one are we dealing with? Which one are we dealing with here? Uh, this oh, this is the monk. <laughs> we just had someone confess. Jason, <laughs> I think you're blushing. Are you blushing like the Flemish of the monk's ale that we're drinking now? Okay. Um, mm. I'm only sad to miss your reactions. I feel like you need to act them out so that Annette can say how Jason feels about each one of these beers. I want to play charades oh. next. Oh. <laughs> He's giving the pout he face. Like, he looks like the Ratatouille <laughs> mouse. Oh, I was going to say like you Lisha. look like Fred. <laughs> and he knows sign language and the polite kind. Fred oh, is good. the adorable little bird that keeps flying into our window and waking us up at 6.30 <laughs> in the morning Ooh. until he flies himself into unconsciousness and then we... Put him back in his little house. Do you want to read that one? Yes. I yes, think I our do. audience requires to know what we're drinking. Shannon, I don't know why you don't like this. This is so good. All right. <coughs> Lay it on me. We blend young and old beers Aww. to make this mildly sour. I have a story behind that. Come on. <laughs> As Jason Miley fills my glass, like, you ale. just keep drinking. That wasn't a lot of beer, and that created a lot of head when it splashed. That was interesting. Again, can we call it the pour, or is it not? It no, actually, it. I think that is an exquisite head to me, because it's well, just, it's creamy, it's got texture, it's but here's, very nice. But here, here's why. Here's a clue as to why that might happen. It says that it's light-bodied with a lactic sour nose. So I'm thinking like a like a milk stout or a cream stout well, might have a... Lactic is just a kind of sugar that they use in the fermentation. I understand. There's all sorts of But this kind of head happening happens there. with there that is, kind of a... There are chunks, so many chunks in my glass. A bit of sweet and sour in the finish, very refreshing. Which, if you know me, is not a complaint at all. I always feel like beer is more flavorful. This is much less sour. So here's my one worry. Um, I'm going to fess up, and this is going to be the weirdest confession you've ever heard. But um, I brushed my teeth before I came over here, mostly because I had a California Pizza Kitchen pizza that was a little creative. So I thought the pear gorgonzola arugula on my breath maybe needed a jump start before I started drinking <laughs> sours. Um, and I'm wondering how that's affecting what I'm drinking. Or if I've just grown, because this is quite nice. Yes. There's a fruit bouquet to this on the end of it that's really awesome. That was maybe not the straightest thing you've ever said, but it was no, there's, there's No, there's... The, 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 <laughs> previous, okay. I, the, the previous beer finished the way a lambic does. This is like the middle of a lambic. This is when it this starts. tastes like... I, you I it's a, you get Do you it also have floaty bits, or is it just me? I don't have any floaties. I bags. mean, it looks I like... I have floaties. Okay. Because uh, that's probably you and Jason and it's I got It's a Belgian, the, though. I mean, it makes sense it, that a Belgian would have... That's unfiltered. It just seems that it's a little more coagulated than, say, a triple or something. Well, I will say this. They are causing quite the bubble, these little pieces that are in here. That's very true. Touche, monks. I get it now. 
Um, I've seen their beer in Pennsylvania in bottle shops. I've seen it in Virginia in bottle shops. And I'm pretty sure I've seen it in Delaware. So even though they are perhaps marketing themselves as just a bar, this it's, is something they definitely do good. well. And they know, hey, we, we have made ourselves on the name of being a Belgian cafe. So we're going to make a Belgian style that we do well. But it's low. Again, it's 5.5. This is definitely a back-of-the-mouth kind of beer. I feel like I could pair this with a lot, um, which is surprising because when I think sour, I think it's too polarizing to pair a lot with. Um, but I think, I don't know, suddenly there's a lot of pungent cheeses that I feel like would go very nicely with this. Even a blue cheese or a gorgonzola lamb, might like be. Like the lamb chopper Yeah. that we got that was so good, that sheep's milk. Oh. Yes, that was fantastic. <sighs> Or a, a good red meat with a nice, you know, solid glaze on it. I think, I mean... Brisket. Yes. Maybe with some rosemary on the outside. It's earthy. This would even go with a Reuben. Mm. I think Reuben, I think it would cut that Reuben pretty good. So it would complement... Everything from the salty butter mm. to the creamy dressing. I can see it. I mean, this is... For lack but of I think a Ruben, term. I don't think Belgian beer. I don't alone either. Is sour. No. <laughs> right? This Hell, is. It depends what they have on top. Yeah, of course it is. God, <laughs> give me that Reuben over there. Yeah, that this works is pretty good. A fat beer. This is. It's not. It's not weak by any. See, but stretch. I think so often people believe that if it's low ABV, it's low flavor, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of flavor going on in there. Jason, can you give us anything other than a Remy? How do you feel about this? <laughs> he gave it seven thumbs up in case you were wondering it kind of cl cleanses the palate a little bit too I like that about it like it leaves a very refreshing flavor and it doesn't linger just for the color for it being a lot darker than I expected it's even it's beyond an amber to me really it's, it's much closer to a red I mean it's called a Flemish sour but um, it the flavor is lighter than the color. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm You would expect it to be heavy and fill you up, and it's not doing Well, the that. head makes me think it's not going to be heavy, but the color makes me think it will be. So maybe that's where the balance comes from. Mm hmm I wonder when they <clears throat> mix the two, it says on the top there that they mix old blend of young and, and old beers. I wonder whether or not you know one has a particular heavier ABV versus the second one, which has a lighter, and then the two of them kind of come out with a middle range that still sticks to your glass but has the characteristics of both. How would we feel about mixing it up a little and throwing in that other sour just to see the other Petras? Are you feeling adventurous? Absolutely. This is I the kind house of feel of like since I wasn't on that podcast. I should still get to weigh in for that beer. I think you should. And I don't really think the professor would be with all that disappointed because usually anytime I try something new, he uh, pats me on the back. So it would be okay. Right? <laughs> I can barely reach. can barely reach that far. But the, all right. So I kid you not, Jason put this pack in the fridge. Um, it's called the Sour Power Pack. Um, we were late coming today because we left the house without the beer because I didn't realize that the Sour Power Pack and all of its bright, beautiful, cartoony glory was actually beer. If I looked in the fridge, nothing about that said beer to me. Uh, but it's kind of awesome. 
And also, if you know you're looking for sours, it's pretty easy to identify in a beer store that this is where the sours <laughs> it's are. It's really good. Globalbeer.com is on the side. I'm guessing that's where you should go if you'd like to learn more. It looks like they also have a Twitter page as well as a uh, Facebook page. And I'm only laughing at this because we just watched the episode of uh, Big Bang Theory where they were trying to go to Comic-Con, and the art on the front of this is yes. perfectly Comic-Con. Absolutely. The, the, the guy on the front looks like Sean Penn in a tuxedo. Animated. Yes. I see it. I see it. Only I like it that he only has face wrinkles on one side of the box. On the other side, he's like young and vibrant. And yep. then, you know, old, <laughs> young, old, young. Am I overthinking that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly this is me putting off the Allagash because I've had this very longing relationship with Allagash lately. I've just been craving it like crazy. It was truly one of the first three breweries that brought me over to craft beer. I would say it was Allagash, Southern Tier, and Omegang. They were the three that drew me in originally. And I looked back on our webpage, and we are now on episode 67. We have not done an Allagash beer since we did Curio, I believe episode 12. Wow. That's the only time, time we've time, ever Shannon. done it. And I love it. I'm like, I drink Allagash all the time. And then I realized I don't anymore. And that made me sad. And I felt like I was <laughs> no longer fulfilling my relationship with Allagash. I'm cheating on you, Allagash. I'm <gasps> so sorry. I have your t-shirt. I wear you to parties all the time. <laughs> I tr we have their glassware. I love Allagash. Why am I not showing the world on the microbrew review how much I love Allagash? So let's put it off longer and have some Petrus. <laughs> Delayed gratification. That's our girl. That's so simple. Well, this is not. Oh, it really is. But talk about, it's not patting it's yourself like, on the back like, anymore. It's, it's not doing, flogging yourself it's on the back. Yes. I'm not worthy of you. Um, part of it is interlude is not the first beer I think of when I think about Allagash at all. No, I think of Allagash White. Yeah, I think White. White? Yeah. All right. I That's the first Allagash I ever had. Then that was thanks to you. I have the black at home. I haven't had I the have black. I have been in love with the Fluxus forever, but the Fluxus is hard because the Fluxus changes every year. It fluctuates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, ah, I love the Hume Alone and the Victor Victoria and all of that. And so when I, I realized it was the interlude, I was like, I hope I still love it, but I don't know. So we're just going to put off the I was going to say, you didn't think you liked sours and the past two that we've had. You've been like, these are really... Really getting you. But different. But really different. They are different in a lot yeah. of ways, aren't they? I mean, for both being sours, and then this next one I'm really kind of nervous about. Are these supposed to be, are sours supposed to be uh, seasonal by any chance, or are they at any time? Because I'm thinking this would be really, really great in the summer when you don't want one of those fruity orangey things. Oh. But you want to <laughs> one of those things Jason <laughs> likes so much? You mean the shandies? Yes, I like those too. But I think this would totally take the place of a shandy in the summer. I'm always upset in the summertime because the I've never seen you upset ever. No, Let's be real. no, wait. Let me let me let me. You, when it comes to beer, for that. Okay. When it comes to beer, I love winter because they come out with all the dark stuff that I love so much. That's what I. Love if too. sours could actually be the the refreshing darker option, yeah. I would oh, love it. We're yeah. having Storm King for the Super Bowl. Oh. Are you having Storm King floats? Someone write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Because those would go. Those would go really great with the uh, maple bacon cupcakes. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, in other words, we're going to put a treadmill next to the TV. Right. You must do two laps before you take another bite. <laughs> so it goes to your head faster. Everyone's like sweating the bacon out of their pores. Hey, if those guys are working hard, so should we. It's true. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's kind of epic. Mm. Uh, no, I agree. I was a summer beer skeptic for a very long time as a lover of dark beer. Mm -hmm. But I have found that thankfully beer changes so much that there's always something that I enjoy. It's because of I you that I'm a beer snob. Shandy, maybe like some other people at the table happen to, because to me it tastes more like a grown-up Arnold Palmer, <laughs> which has its place, but that place is not in my beer glass. Um, no, I think this would be quite delightful for next Fourth of July or Labor Day or mm -hmm. whenever we're throwing a barbecue. I don't think I'd want to know what a sixtal of Flemish sour costs, just because it's such a crafted beer. Can find that out for you. Yeah, I have an in with the brew through. We shall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you don't even need to get out of your car to fill it with beer anymore. Nope. This is America at its finest. America. <laughs> this is Pennsylvania. We're cheering. <laughs> Small victories, small victories. For those who don't know, who are outside of Pennsylvania for this podcast. You're, you're so proud of yourselves, and you should be. <clears throat> because Pennsylvania, we, we still don't have 7-Elevens with beer in it. Do we have 7-Elevens here? Some, yeah. Some. We have Wawa's and Turkey Hills and Sheets. You're on your way to Gettysburg. You know there's one right there at Little Oxford, at the Circle. Oh, I don't take 30. That's okay. weird. Well, it takes forever. <laughs> Richard takes 30. The first time I drove in the car with him, I thought, good God, I could have lapped the battlefield by now. <laughs> could we get there any faster? But yeah, I mean, when there's too many roads with circles in the middle, how do you get anywhere fast? You can't, really. Sorry, that was a... I was really hungover that day. I did not <laughs> want to hike 30 miles. It was, was so groopy. Was this your Easter... No, Good yeah. Friday? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would this have been This is what too. happens when you hike like 20 miles on Easter Saturday and you have a Good Friday drinking tradition and yeah. you still want to drink and you still want to hike. But in the middle, yeah, I'm pretty sure I threw up in the woods of Gettysburg at least twice. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Wow. But you bought me ice that day because you're a good friend. I did buy you ice that day. I felt really guilty. And I don't remember, which means I'm a shitty friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't remember how. I was in the creek, wasn't it? That yep. I, I hurt myself in the creek. And uh, my knees are terrible, as I'm pretty sure you all know by now. Uh, I just remember that Annette, like, went into her own sack and sort of collected change from a few friends to make sure we had enough money. And she goes into the grocery store... But the amazing part is we're, like, covered in mud and debris and dirt, and she's wearing her big old boots to go find me, like, medical attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the man left behind. Yeah, I guess. And so she, she got me one of those, you break it and it turns ice and cold kind of awesomes. And uh, that, that was my heaven right about then. But, you know, we sat down to have lunch, and I just remember thinking, I can't move because then my then my knees will roll, but otherwise this is kind of amazing. And if I can be honest, we just moved and we moved every belonging that we have and I have the second ice pack from that Deuced. pack and I just moved into my new bathroom. <laughs> yes. So if you're ever over and you roll a knee, yes. I'm your girl. It would be the left one. 
So just in case, okay. we'll make sure that that one. So if you roll your right one, all bets are off. I can't help you. No, exactly. Okay. Right. <laughs> if we roll the right one, I'm going to need knee replacements. <laughs> the My right mom's been trying to get me one, and I'm like, I'm 31. People who are 31 don't get knee replacements because what happens to 31-year-olds when they're 50 and their knees, like, don't work anymore? No, you have a bionic knee. It lasts much longer than, you know, the degrading things we have now. Jason, make this gloriousness happen. All right, so this, this new dark horse that we just opened up is the Pedrist Aged Pale Ale, and it says, think of brute champagne. So think dry thoughts and look at the color difference compared to everything mm -hmm. else you've had so far. Petrus Aged Pale is one of a kind golden ale aged in Calvados barrels <gasps> from Alsace, France. I know Calvados. Oh, good. You should have said that word. Calvados is um, like apple cider. Not to be confused with a lambic. Mm. Aged Pale Ale does not undergo spontaneous fermentation. Already fermented, the beer gets its sourness from lactic acids produced by organisms living deep inside the wood grain of the 220 hectoliter barrels, oh, giving a clean, good. crisp quality. And this one, friends, buckle up, is 7.3% ABV. Hoorah! Mm. So we're working up to the, uh, the oh hair on your gosh. chest is just starting to sprout. That's so fresh. Fresh is not the word, I think. Sour, no, it, it has sour the is the word, I think. Well, no, right now I'm, I'm in the nose of it, and I'm not... I didn't taste it. Uh, I just smelled it. It smells like apple blossoms. Sour apple blossoms? Mm-hmm. Like Granny Smith apple blossoms? Yeah. That's sour. <laughs> Your face is amazing. That's sour. Uh-oh. Am I going to have a problem? I oh. told you. What did I say? I said Sour Patch Kids in a glass. All right, here we go. But Five, without, maybe, four, maybe without the sweetness. Three, two... I didn't, I mean, it shouldn't be that traumatic. It's supposed to be a well-respected. Ah. <laughs> Is this a bad life choice? Should I not have think? Well, That's you, you, the two of us are, are we, we like sweeter tastes. Why? And, and yeah. <laughs> on the tongue. <clears throat> As I do you still have a tongue? I do have a tongue. Who is the professor? Ian. All right, listen, Koo boy. This, there's going to be, there's going to be a de democratic vote here. <laughs> this wow. is what I think of when I think of sours. This is what most of the sours I have had in my life taste like. It, to me, tastes like I threw up a little. Yes! And in the, that, it's still in the back of my and mouth. that acid in my <laughs> mouth is yep. still, that's exactly what I taste. I don't oh, need barrels for over 20 months again. Oof. I don't need a second sip of that. <laughs> Nope. And this is why we weren't supposed to leave it behind with you, because you would have cursed me. As oh, I my God. Yes. Do <laughs> um, you like this, Jason? Oh, mm -mm. Go back wow, to Wow, after this, we have <laughs> to ask you exactly what it is you enjoy about this. Um, it's it is refreshing in a hot weather. Like, I can see it being refreshing. Like, Pinot Grigio is refreshing on a hot day. Brute Champagne tastes so much better than this. I will not disagree with that assertion. Do you want to mix some OJ with it and see what happens? <laughs> I think Mimosa, the OJ anyone? would curdle. <laughs> That's, That's a strange. Weird. It's it certainly is heavier in the mouth. It clings, so the sour stays, and it and it and it. Ooh. 
I'm wondering because this is a pale ale and the first Petrus, again, same brand, remember? Mm -hmm. The first Petrus was a brown. I like if that. If maybe though. the brown has a better body to stand up to that aging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is exactly what I think of when I think World's of a sour. World's best specialty pale ale. It is famous for being an exquisite sour. It's a great sour, I'm sure. It is not my cup of tea. Was I so far off saying Sour Patch Kid? Sour Patch Kids taste better. Well, maybe maybe like the yellow Sour Patch Kid, though. You know, it's less sweet and a little more sour. A yellow Sour Patch Kid. I like the red ones the best. So been for me, left that was... in a car for like two months. It's a homeless Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me, and it's... And the only reason is because of the experience that I'm having. It kind of reminds me of the English bitters that I've had oh, see, but and the ESBs because it's one of those things to which initially you go, why the hang am I drinking this? And then afterwards it's like, okay, I have to keep trying this just to see whether or not my mouth adjusts to it in a different way because the initial flavor of it is All so right. shocking. It's so strong. Right. She's I'm going in to give it another swig. You have to give three, otherwise. Why you won't get three? Because just I don't get through know. two, and then we'll talk about three. Because <laughs> <laughs> you really can't judge something until your palate has that. That was also the wimpiest little tiniest sip I have ever seen in my whole life. There is a champagne dryness to it. Yes. You were excited. You said sour apples. You said Alsace. I know, but you well, said Calvados. Well, apparently, it has taken Calvados down a very dirty, dirty road. <laughs> However, I do. I sense the the apple that's there. Dirty it's like very, triple like, X, or dirty like needs the laundry. Dirty like no, dirty like licking the streets of Amsterdam type dirty. That is um, graphic. Really? <laughs> you couldn't have gone with Jersey. You went to Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam's cleaner than Jersey. I'm not going that far. Oh, okay. there you go. She's not. Her mind's not entirely in the gutter. <laughs> not entirely. Wow. All right, the second sip is not as bad as the first. I don't know if I can do three. I can tolerate it. I don't like it. I can appreciate it. It's clean. It's crisp. Yes. This is what I feel like. This is going to be the worst metaphor known to man. Um, this is what I feel like a normal person tastes when they drink a boring normal beer. Mm -hmm. Does that make any mm -hmm. sense at all? Like it's bitter, mm. it's carbonated, it's light, it's it it leaves my tongue pretty fat. Now it's not it's not as skunky as say a Budweiser, if that makes any sense. No, but my mouth is completely dried out right now. I'm still getting. Also, you gave yourself crow's feet when you wrinkled your face that much. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, I I'm know. I'm trying to like this. I. I am, okay, so you've had more sours than Annette, which is to say any. <laughs> what, what do you know of sours? Like, what have you had in terms of compared to the flavors that we've had here today? Sours, I, I used to work for um, Booby's Brewery, and every once in a while they, they tried something non-traditional, and sours is one of the things they came up with. But they, they didn't make anything like this. This is very champagne-ish. This is, it almost reminds me of a, of a sour dried apple cider. Yes, um, I like see Like a Magner's, a Magner's that went slightly off kilter right and not, and, and 
see where it left your mouth and where you're appreciating the fact that it leaves, for me, it's still there. It's still staying with me. Um, anything that's, that's you know, microbrewery oriented always is thicker just because they need to kick the stuff out so it's got more sugars in it. This is crisp. This is clean, but it still is staying. I can see it actually... I think that might have been the best analogy I've heard today, is it really is very cidery, but without that that nice sweet apple finish. You know, sometimes the apples or the pears or whatever have, you can taste like the sugar in the fruit mm -hmm. to finish it off. And this does not have that. No, it doesn't finish off like that. Can oh, I, I tell I you was. what I had the other day? Um, so the beer mistress is moving on, and this is probably not a surprise to you, and I've got a... Uh, new job and I'm leaving my old world behind and as part of that I had to throw a properly pretentious going away happy hour <laughs> and as part of this we went to uh, an old favorite bar of mine called Rustigo that has about 30 beers on draft and about 200 in bottles and happy hour is two dollars off every draft beer which wow. is Delightful. Now it's DC prices, so two dollars off makes them tolerable as opposed to like makes affordable. But it really is a nice like to be accessible to everyone because if your happy hour special is nothing but you know the big three or whatever, it's never going to appeal to me. I'm going to drink what I want anyway. Right. So toward the end of the evening, it went from four to seven. We were there. We're starting at five. So all right, we're seeing the time is wearing down. It's getting close to seven. What do I want? And I have just as I'm going back to my ode to Allagash have been craving a Belgian triple like crazy. Well, the best one that they had on the menu that I knew was a Golden Carolus. I have not had. I've had this several times. I believe I've even blogged about it on DashingRogue.com. But... For some reason, this particular evening, and I don't know if it's that they haven't cleaned their lines, I don't know if it's what I had eaten just before, which was an amazing carrot hummus with rabbit ragu. It was delicious. It tasted like potpourri. You know how, like, I love <laughs> Earl Grey, and someone once, her name might have been Jill, ruined Earl Grey for me because she said, oh, it's like putting your nose in a bouquet of potpourri every time you go to take a sip of your tea because of the bergamot yes but mm. i still love it you know i can mm. appreciate that yes i do smell a little bit of potpourri but it's delightful it took me a good hour and 20 minutes to choke down this one little tulip class of golden carolus because it was so floral it was to the point where I kept looking around for anyone who I thought would drink it. And I'm like, what is wrong with this beer? I love this beer. I've had it half a dozen times. It is always exceptional. Don't know. Don't know what was going on. And I just felt like, because we were talking about studying for our um, Cicerone license. And one of the things we have to learn to do is spot off flavors. And so I kept thinking, oh, you would spot you know, the bitter, or you would spot, like, the dirty, or you would spot the gritty, or you... But I, I never thought I'd be looking to spot the potpourri in a beer. <laughs> oh, maybe that is a thing. It's I'll, a new skill. I'll tell you after I do my taste test lesson, but <laughs> I... Uh, uh, how disappointing. Uh-oh. At least it was, at least it was on Happy Hour Special. <laughs> right. I've had some experiences, though, where you've had a beer that normally you love, and then for whatever reason, because of what you've eaten, because of... The chewing gum you had, you know, whatever it is, it just completely messes up your favorite beer. Chewing gum. 
So I'm going to take this moment to reflect on a recent listener question that I've gotten, which was, Beer Mistress, I have to drink gluten-free beer. Can you please tell me of any that don't suck? And the truth is, I have never spent any time looking at gluten-free beer or tasting gluten-free beer, but recently I have bought an array of them. And we will, in the very near future, be doing a podcast on gluten-free beer. So please know that I... I am sorry, and I am trying to feel your pain, and I will do that via drinking said beer, and we will weigh in on that. It is maybe not the particular surprise theme episode that we expected, but Jason, would you like to pop that top? I love this sound more than anything. Yay! It's very festive. I approve. All right. Are is there any? Oh, I was really hoping there was a little Petrus left just so that Annette Oh, here could. you go. One that? No. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you get through three, Miss Annette? I think she needs to. Do we sit here and yell chug, chug, chug? Is we that do. how that works? Really? You're growing as a person in front of our eyes right now. I'm about to stamp my feet and have a tantrum. <laughs> She's like, I grew to three feet today. Nope. Now we're back to the first swallow. Oh, <laughs> no. So you gave me the same kind of face when we had Cigar City's Maduro oh, okay. in Philadelphia. That, you don't know me at all. That was my moment where I questioned <laughs> whether or not you really were my best friend. Because who in their right mind comes at me with a beer that tastes like an ashtray? Oh, have you had the ashtray stout? Or is it The porter? Cigar City, yeah, the Maduro. It's Maduro uh, Cigar City. I think City. it's an evil twin ashtray heart. It is... I mean, for him, he was like, this is great. This Try is this. It tasted, yeah. I, I smoke cigars from time to time, and it well, was very, very right close. There. You smoke more cigars than anybody I know. I have not had a cigar in mm -hmm, since, a while. since Thanksgiving. In Schmershmer. January 11th? When your brother came down with... Christmas. Christmas. And that's only because I had to. He wouldn't have done it otherwise. Did Best. you give my sister a cigar? She smoked a little bit of the ones that we had. Oh, Rita. Rita, I'm so proud. I love cigars. <laughs> I love cigars like six times a year and only when I haven't had too much to drink. Because the next morning, I, if I did have too much to drink, I wake up smelling my hair and wondering yes, why I was why rolling around in the campfire. Because right. that's what it smells like to me. Campfire smell better. Uh-oh. So we have moved on to the Allagash. That was that mm. delightful popping noise we heard earlier. Oh, wow. Okay. And it smells a whole lot like the Petrus. Jason is excited, and that has just aged a little bit. Oh. <laughs> this is what Why did we drink all of the Flemish Sour? Why? <laughs> There's hope. It's, it's Allagash. Remember, the, the Basis of Allagash is all things Belgian, so that is... Okay. I mean, sours are also Belgian, if we're being honest, but... Uh, <laughs> it is very different. It is? It is very different. There's... The, the other one rainbow? had, like... It, <laughs> the only analogy... A that rainbow, can, and it's... A unicorn? Unicorn, yes. I mean, it... Uh, you're familiar with Allagash, and you know how Allagash finishes in your mouth. You get that Allagash finish. It starts off sour, but it doesn't smack you in Ooh, the mouth. Very different. Okay. What I is that? I had this at Pinocchio's once. Oh, yes. On tap? Yes. Allagash in a, 
tap takeover at Pinocchio's. It was actually the day I bought my Allagash t-shirt and I bought a hat for Ian and we got VIP treatment because we went into an Allagash event. We were the only two people there wearing Allagash swag. And um, this was nice. They brought like three years of aged versions of this. I like this. This is better. I still want the monks. <laughs> <laughs> This is better than the last one. I can accept that. It's well, a I different kind of sour. It's sour on the finish instead of sour on the... It doesn't attack your mouth the same way. Can you make any style of beer a sour? I mean, I mean, you, you've stayed pretty much with... I see Flemish, I see Belgian, I see Belgian. I believe... I mean, sours are a Belgian style. Okay. But I mean, one was brown, one was pale, one was... Um, well, this is definitely well, blondish. It, it says it's brewed in red wine barrels, and it looks pinkish. It a, yeah, it's sort of medium colored compared to, but there's no head. I mean, nope, we had zero. some with the creamy heads, and but this one's got nothing. A little. Um, it doesn't have the chunks in it, but definitely an unfiltered look to it. It has a haze, if you will. I would. I think that's a great word for it. Looks a little bit like another freaking snow day. I've had the Allagash White, and the initial the initial liquid going into my mouth has that Allagash feel. And then the Belgian kick out a little bit, and I'm like, okay, that's Allagash. And then that sour, weird, which, which you know, it's, sours are difficult to describe. It's a little like sour grapes. Okay. I can, I can get behind this. You're okay with this? I'm, I'm all right with this one. When we said we're going to bring sours over, what did your mouth think was going to happen? I've never had one before, so I didn't know. So when you hear the word sour beer, just because you are a pretty adventurous beer drinker, so I think that you've got a pretty... I was, I was thinking of um, the way frambois tastes. Like if you have a Lindemann's frambois, you get a very full flavor in your mouth. Now it's frambois is a little... Sweet. See, I think framboise is sweet, but the creek is sour. Yes. And the creek, I think, is more of what my mouth was expecting. <laughs> and I got that more on the Flemish one, and I got it more on the Allagash. Now, this... the creek is still a Belgian style. Yes. So that makes sense. I mean, they're mm -hmm. all cousins in a way. They're all in the same family tree. Yeah. <laughs> They're all interconnected in those ways Except we don't want to talk about. Except for this aged pale thing that the professor picked up. Yeah. That one must have rolled in from another orchard or something. That's not right. It's very different than the rest. So for trying four, for trying four sours in one night, I feel like I know which one you definitely didn't like. Oh, well. Which one did you like? Which was your favorite? Oh, the Flemish, the Monks Cafe. You like the Monks? I do like the monks. That you know, they favorite. sell that at Wegmans, you know, in like large format bottles. Done. This was the sweetest of the of the batch. The one that actually had that a That was the most finish. complex of the batch. But it was also one of the sweeter sets that I that tasted. Everything else had a... More balanced. Okay, it's sweeter than mm. the other ones. Yeah. Oh, she, she gave in really fast. I was like, <laughs> he gave me the hairy eyeball. You don't <laughs> not back down from that. No, do you know what gives you a hairy eyeball? Watching Annette drink too much of that Petrus. <laughs> gives you a hairy eyeball. No, get away from me with that. What is wrong with you? Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think my favorite was the brown, the Petrus brown. 
The brown had a strange, I, I don't even want to say smoke, but that doesn't, that doesn't give it the right, but it's, it's that, that wood aged brown yay that I enjoy. So I, I enjoyed the first one. Brown I'm, yay. I mean, how often do you come up across something brown, that's awesome? Brown yay. Uh, I, for the record, this one that you hate so much yeah. has the certificate on it as from the World Beer Awards. I, well, I, I mean, other people think it's awesome. Please it's a realize, small handful of people. <laughs> now, the other thing that you may want to know is like this alcohol by volume is seven point three. The thing that you may be tasting is that excessive alcohol bite that comes with that. Also, let me point out right now that the Allagash is nine point five, and I prefer this. To that. Is there a thickness difference between the Allagash and this? Is there an initial flavor that you taste there that masks that alcohol compared to this? Let me taste it. Well, give it a shot. Jason, have that other one handy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not the alcohol. That the, the Petrus, the aged pale, is straight up kick you in the teeth. Sour. Like Like, <clears throat> warheads. Yes. Sour. If we're doing the sour candy thing, it is an atomic warhead. Yeah. Lemon. No other flavor. Which is not what I want to drink in 12 or 16 ounces. The fact that kids used to have them in my school and they would do them warhead after warhead and have sores, open sores on their tongue. That's what makes me think, no. That's and that's not what's wrong with to kids be. today because the most trouble we got in back in the day was putting sores on our tongues. Right. <laughs> Having more heads <laughs> and oh snap God, bracelets. I'm so old. Oh my gosh! So much trouble about snap bracelets. But we would drive to like four towns over to get the snap bracelets that the other girls in school did not have. Oh my gosh! The fat shoelaces for for my age group. Fat Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Taylors. Okay. Converse All Star Chuck Taylors with different colored shoelaces that were at least. Half an inch thick compared to the quarter inch. I got all sorts of flack online when the world found out that I wore fishnets back in the day. I did not give you flack. (laughs) I gave you props. I told you you weren't the only one to weigh in. Some people did so quietly. (laughs) Let's just say. I think it's awesome, and I want to see the nine hole oxbloods. I still have them. them. Do you really? Oh gosh, I paid full price for them. Of course, I still have them. I still have. uh, uh, They're. What twelves? I have them in oxblood and black. Wow! Because there was no way I was getting rid of either of them. I can't believe I parted with mine. Actually, I can because I wore them so much. They I used split. to have holographic gold ones too. They were a little tough to part with, but I didn't know once I went to college how I was going to wear them and still maintain any kind of professionalism. So, you were an artist. Yes. Yes, I you was. Could have kept them. <sighs> Michael, which one was your favorite? Um, <clears throat> you're just looking across yes, the sea uh, of empty there's, bottles. There's, there's two that really suited. I, I cared for the, the Odd Bruin, the very first that we drank, um, but for a very completely different reason than the Allagash. And the two just that they, the Allagash has yay and the petrus is yay <laughs> i think this I brought it back it. to me though because i really was nervous when we did the barley wine episode because i also was so adamantly against barley wine 
And we tried four barley wines. And the difference is that they were all like, say, 12 to 14%. So at the end of that podcast, I was probably willing to buy anything you were selling. Um, But there was one that was very clearly my favorite. It was some I could tolerate, some I completely hated, and one that was quite, quite nice. It was the Avery Hog Heaven. And uh, I still think of it fondly and sometimes want to grab it when I see it on the shelf. So this was most interesting for me, I believe, because I came into it knowing I am not a sour fan. I'm just going to sort of confront this flavor profile and see what I can find out of it. And these were all so different. Yes, Mm -hmm. I will agree to that. Each beer had its own... I mean, array of flavors. Uh, very even interesting. Though, even though two of them are from the same brewer. Right. Which, so different. Yes. Because you didn't seem to mind the brown. Mm-mm. No, the brown and the monks are, the, are were my favorites. They were they were the most similar. I I feel both in color and in flavor profile. Mm-hmm. But that was that was really look at me growing. Oh my goodness! And I'm so glad that we Sprouts. got to Sprouts. bring you your first uh, sour experience. samplings of sour. Sorry that only some of them were successes. It's okay. It's 50%. That's fantastic. Touche. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us anytime on facebook.com slash dashing rogue. And I am always on Twitter at beer mistress. And Jason is now out and about at, at uh, and I'm Jason. Did I get that right? Uh, it's Jason with an E, though. Make sure you get that or else it'll just be awkward. So far, his profile picture is still an egg. I'm working with him on maybe finding something a little more dashing, since we are the dashing rogue. Also, uh, we've got top tens and new beer reviews all the time at dashingrogue.com and at beermistress.com. And now that it is February, we hope you're thinking about your Valentine's Day beer pairing dinners, because we are hosting our very first beer and food pairing class in Maniunk on february 27th so we hope you come out go ahead and find us online at facebook.com slash dashing rogue for details thanks guys you're welcome this was not a snowstorm but this was still fun it's very true (laughs) right so next time we get snowed in we'll pull out the beer and pull out the recording equipment and see what nonsense we can make how does that sound fantastic fun game Uh, i like it this is shannon your beer mistress annette marin Michael Andrew Crellin. <laughs> Full name and all. Until next time. <laughs>